Shabbat Shalom, and welcome to this week's episode of I Only Have Five Minutes. This is your host, Avram Elner. I am a current rabbinical student at the Ziegler School of Rabbinic Studies in beautiful, sunny Los Angeles, California. This week's Parsha is Parsha Noach, and in this we find the very famous story of the flood, and I don't want to focus today on the flood itself, but I want to focus on what happens afterwards. And we find this really interesting story that after the flood, we're not really sure. It doesn't really say how long after the flood, but after the flood, Noah plants a vineyard and he makes wine from the vineyard. And we have this story that one day Noah gets drunk. And he gets drunk enough that he gets naked in his tent. And what happens is his son, Ham, sees that Noah's naked. And he gets his two other brothers, Shem and Yafet. And what Shem and Yafet wind up doing is they hold a sheet between the two of themselves. And they wind up walking backward. And they, they cover Noah in the sheet. And they walk backward so they don't see him naked. And then Noah wakes up, he finds out what Ham did, and it's kind of interesting, the text doesn't say what Ham did aside from see Noah naked, but something happened that we don't know about. Um, and Noah winds up cursing Ham, and he winds up blessing Shem and Yafet. And after this incident, the, there's a huge gap in the text, and it just says that Noah lives for 350 years after the flood, and he winds up dying at the age of 950 years old. I think this is a really human story, and it's also a really important one, because think about if you were in Noah's position, right? All of a sudden, God comes to you out of nowhere, says, I'm going to destroy the whole world, and it's going to be up to you to be in charge of everything and, and recreate the entire earth after I destroy it. And think about everything that Noah lost, right? Not everybody in the world could have been that terrible, which means Noah lost friends, he lost extended family. He lost neighbors, um, right? Even really everything aside from his family and the animals that he winds up saving. And to the point that after the flood, the world doesn't even look f physically similar to what he probably knew it to be. And we, we see this very human moment with Noah where he winds up drinking to the point of you know, I I sort of have this image in my mind of, of really Noah getting blackout drunk, uh, getting really upset. And, you know, probably as Shem and Yafet are trying to cover him with the sheet, he's probably rambling and crying and talking about everything that he used to know being gone. And it's this moment that we see Noah both trying to turn it off and get it all out of his system. And it's 
we see this happen, you know, moments of extreme stress or moments of having, you know, stay the course for so long or having to keep it all together. It is a natural human response to turn to something to deal with it. Uh, oftentimes a substance, you know, to, to turn the, turn the feelings off or to open yourself up. So it's not really you being the one who's talking so you can get it out of your system. And, I think what's really important about this sort of vignette is the text doesn't make a judgment. It doesn't judge Noah for what he did or what he didn't do in the moment. It's just, it's just cataloging what happened. And so often in, in the Torah, we see people being judged for what they do or don't do. And this is a really interesting example when, Somebody isn't being judged. And, you know, we don't know what Ham did to his father, uh, but we do know that Shem and Yafet showed compassion to Noah. They saw that he was hurting. He was having, in our modern language, we would say he was having a mental health crisis, perhaps, uh, that he needed help. And they reached out and they took care of him and they helped him preserve his dignity also. And, you know, right now, sometimes it feels like the world is flooding. You know, pick pick your poison. Pandemic, upcoming presidential election, climate change, systemic racism, you name it. There's a lot right now that kind of feels like the water's coming up to our throats. And throughout all of this, we all have our ways of coping. And sometimes uh, the way we cope isn't healthy. Sometimes... People use alcohol, nicotine, social media, online shopping, sex. Um, we all wind up doing things to try and numb ourselves, to have that moment of, I don't want to deal with this, and I'm not going to deal with it right now. And sort of the deeper layer to that response is part of that happens because, one, we want to numb ourselves, and two, um, it comes from a feeling of isolation, and you can read up on uh, several studies about um, rehabilitation for addicts and that the root cause of addiction is isolation, and that the primary solution to help deal with addiction issues is being connected with other people. And we see that with how Shem and Yafet respond to their father, to Noah. They respond to him with compassion and connection. They don't judge him for what he's done or hasn't done in the state. Um, they see that he's somebody that needs help, so they help him. And the truth of the matter is sometimes we're Noah and we need the help from Shem and the Shems and the Yafets in our lives. And sometimes we're Shem and Yafet. And we're in a position to help someone we care about who's really hurting. So my bracha, my blessing for everybody this week is that in our Noah moments, may we have the Shems and Yafets in our lives who lift us up and who can provide that emotional security blanket. And when someone that we love is having a Noah moment, May we be like Shemri Afet and show compassion and provide that security blanket to cover their nakedness and to give them strength.
Thank you and Shabbat Shalom.